Welcome to the Vibe Juice Podcast with your hosts, Red Sonia, The Song Bee, and Christopher Jeffries. Hey y'all, we're back. That's right. We're back in the studio and happy to be back even during COVID. What better time than to get with you and talk about the booty juice, the swamp juice, on the vibe juice. Who's disrupting America? And that's exactly what we talk about today. We're so glad to be back. I'm glad to get right to it. So, first of all, we're going to acknowledge all the wonderful talents that passed uh, in the year and late 2019 since we were on uh, broadcasting. And then we go right into the Swamp Juice. So, without further delay, here we go. Snatch a down the hatch. We're going to need a whole lot of tequila with that mix. <laughs> a whole lot of tequila. We're going to kill it with the, with, the, with the tequila. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> well, it is uh, a whole nother day. Well, what is today? It is September 5th. Christopher. Christopher. Yes, Miss Sonia Song B. How you doing tonight, Christopher baby? Christopher Jeffrey, I am wonderful. All right, But all my right, God, right. do you know it's almost been a year, my brother? It has been some time since we have last convened. I believe it was November 19, 2019. Don't let me lie. Goodness almost said 20. Almost said 1919. No, 2019. Know, that was a different era. Oh, my God. A different era. I think that we've probably evolved to about 50 different uh, stressed out individuals and characters of ourselves, versions of ourselves. Absolutely. Since then. Not mentioning that I've actually, I'm actually carrying now another whole new person on my back in terms of the weight that I've gained. Okay, you carrying yours on your back? gracious. I'm carrying mine on my back. I I got another, who that back there? It's a whole nother song be. It's like, boy, it's like, I'm just like. Goodness gracious, I'm carrying around a 50-pound child or something. Okay. On my backpack. You know, it's like, you know, but yeah, it's great. Wait a minute, but you see that everywhere you go. Everybody's got some extra uh, black ground going on. Right. Oh, yeah. Background and black ground. Everybody (laughs) does. It's kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. Well, you know what? So since November, just uh. Yeah, shoot. And then it was December, y'all. And then we thought 2020 was going to be something all together right. different. Right, we were looking forward to all kinds of new differences and changes. I didn't, well, we did get that, but we didn't get necessarily get the positive outcomes that we were looking for. No, but Goodness gracious. man, we don't have to break it on down. And typically, since it's been such a long time, you know, on the Vibe Juice podcast, welcome everybody. We are so glad to. Uh, be back and have you tune in. Socially distanced. We are. We are really truly. wearing masks. Socially distanced, wearing masks. I sprayed Christopher down. Yes. CJ down before he could step across the threshold. Absolutely. (laughs) 
it was like all kinds of stuff going on, man. I had to go through a shuffle pit and she hosed me down with Clorox. It was great. Yeah. You know what I'm I mean, my skin is probably going to you know, have some problems, but you know what I'm saying. So I'm but gonna, you, you know, but you're going to go home with uh, some sanitizer. And a fresh perspective. Okay. Okay. Damn near a clean booty. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know we sanitize down. All now, right. now speaking of a clean, clean booty, now we, you know, we get into the swamp juice, and this is really what we've got to catch up on. However, I would be remiss not to touch upon a little booty juice. With the booty juice, what I want to do is just give, just so we can catch up to where we are. But from uh, November nineteenth. I want to acknowledge the losses. Oh, gosh. Okay? So I'm just going to read down from, actually from uh, October last year and catch up today. So oh. politicians uh, in October 19, 2019, we lost two. Elijah Cummings, mm-hmm. John Connors. Mm-hmm. Okay? Both congressmen, U.S. representative, one of Cummings of uh, Maryland and uh, Connors of Michigan. John Lewis in July 2020, of course. That was this year. Yes. And then I, I'm going to give it all due respect. I'll mention his name, but Herman Cain, oh. okay, who was a GOP candidate in 2012. Mm, mm, mm. Now, of actors, entertainers, and music, music greats. I, I am not talking to you, Google. No, she didn't what just jump up all up in our beds. What makes her think that she could do that? Mm-hmm. You That's know Trump what? listening. You That's know what? what? That I is. know that. That's too much of that. We got too mm-hmm. much of that going on. And yeah. That is not cool. Mm-hmm. That ain't cool. No. That is not cool. And it's been happening too much. You know, something, mm-hmm. something ain't right. Yeah. Basically, what happened just now, ladies and gentlemen, is her phone <laughs> decided to come on and start talking to us without her touching it, asking it anything. Any, and, it, and it's way in the corner. It's over in the corner. Opposite corner. Mm-hmm. Trying to interrupt. What we about to do? Well, we about to know, throw down. They know we about to throw down. That's what it is. <laughs> you know what that is. That's what it is. See, they they plant chips so they can know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Check our moves yeah, and our movements. Ain't That's that nothing? Right. You can follow us around. That's all right. Check, it's all right. <laughs> listen to this, okay? Catch some knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Get this work. <laughs> That's right. Get this. Come get this work. <laughs> right. So, okay. So, actors, <clears throat> entertainers, and uh, musical greats: John Witherspoon in October mm. 2019. Diane Carroll, October uh. 2019. Kelly Preston, who was the actor uh, actor and wife of John Travolta, that was actually 2020. That's 2020. 2020, uh, February, B. Smith. Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember B. Smith, model no. entrepreneur? Uh, she used to have um, uh, uh, a show called Be With Style, and she had a restaurant that had a Bahamian flair because she had a background Bahamian, beautiful brown skin black woman really tall Mm -hmm. and she did a lot of cooking oh she was like the black martha stewart in 2010 2011 you don't remember that okay you have to look her up beautiful Mm -hmm. beautiful outstanding gorgeous and she had uh alzheimer's so that was sad yes 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 yes. Mm -hmm. i do remember her now she had alzheimer's she was young yeah she was she she uh, she had early alzheimer's early alzheimer's really sad okay yeah yes Okay, so uh, also uh, in the uh, actor entertainment and musical greats, let's see, we had, oh, uh, Efron Khan of Slumdog Millionaire. He was the, the oh, yes. star. Yes, I remember him. Yes. Well, Peter Green, who was the founder of Fleetwood Mac. Uh-huh, yes. Uh, Little Richard in May. Yes. Kenny Rogers in March. Mm-mm-mm. That's 2020. Bonnie mm. Pointer in May. Oh. 
Pointer Sisters from Oakland. Pointer Sisters from Oakland. That's mm-hmm. right. Big up. Andre Harrell. Yes, that was a that was a big loss in the that music business. That was a big loss. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now I want to give our, our senior notables. Uh, this is 2020 this year. All, all of these are this year. Kirk Douglas. Oh, yeah. He was 100, wasn't he? Or 99. Well, or? He was 90-something. Yeah. He was he, up there. He might have been over 100. He might have been like 102 or something. I don't know. I don't know. He, was, he was pretty old. He, he was, was up there. Kirk Douglas was an old man. Yeah, he was. Yeah. You know, I, in fact, I didn't even know he was still living, but yeah. yeah. Fred Willard. Oh, yeah, I remember Fred Willard. I used to watch him on Fernwood. He, he was funny. America Tonight. <laughs> oh, that show was so funny. My mother used to love that Oh, show. is that the one that spun off Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman? Or Fred something was like, like it. It was like a talk show. It was like a nighttime talk show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like I America think Tonight. maybe... maybe had, uh, what was the other guy that was with him? It might have spun off of Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. It, I think it was. Yeah. Right. Oh, that yeah, that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I love Fred Willard. And he also did a lot of mockumentaries. Yeah, yeah, he like did. dog shows um, and uh, the history of white people in America. <laughs> that was a great show. <laughs> Loved it. Okay, uh, let's see. In July, Regis Philbin. Yes, we lost Hugh Downs. Remember, sixty twenty twenty was it twenty twenty? Yeah, yeah, that's right, twenty twenty. Okay, Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner. Yes, what a great, great guy. Yeah, Carl funny Reiner. man. Funny man. Robert Conrad. Robert Conrad. James yes. West. Wild Bob, Wild Bob Black Sheep. And yeah. Wild Wild, Wild West. West. Remember yeah. that? Yes. Yeah. I remember that. I Wild thought, Wild West, yeah. Yeah. Kirk Douglas was 103. Oh, he, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, 103 years old. Wow. Yeah, he's a pretty old guy. That's pretty funny. Wow, bless his heart. Yeah. Okay, and mm-hmm. then also uh, Jerry Stiller. Remember him? Comedian, actor? Yeah, Ben Stiller's father. Ben Stiller's dad. Yeah, yeah he used to be on... Uh, that show was he on, was he on the Dick Van Dyke show? I think he was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then sports figures. Oh, J- John Thompson recently. Yeah, John Thompson. Cliff Robinson, former basketball player. Remember Cliff Robinson? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Oakland. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. He was from Oakland. He he played for uh, Portland. I think he did. Uh, I can't remember. Was it Portland? He was an Oakland player. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lived. Yeah, because he he died in Portland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cliff Robinson. He was a pretty phenomenal player. Yes, he was. Uh, we also uh, okay. Now moving on to children of famous oh, people. Don't stop. Oh Wait, no no no! I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get there. Okay. So children of famous people, Zinzi Mandela. People didn't know the youngest daughter of Nelson Mandela. Mm. She passed at 59 oh. not long ago, and then also. Uh, ben- Benjamin Coe, who is Lisa Marie Presley's only son, oh. self-inflicted gunshot, mm-hmm. 27 mm-hmm. years old. Then the knights. We have two more categories: the not so. We can jump to the not so famous, and then the famous. The not so famous, uh, Chichi Divine, which was uh, an entertainer and a uh, a drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm. Nick Gordon. Uh, who was the boyfriend of Bobby Christina. Oh, yeah. 21 years old. Right. Overdose, right? Yes. That like was in some, January. Uh, some, some, something in his cocaine or something <laughs> like that. He got, he, it was like, what was that? What's that? Uh, that uh, opiate? Oh, uh, uh, lace. Uh, sometimes it's lace. That, that also prints. Um, yeah. 
had uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl. There fentanyl. we go. Fentanyl. That thing killed, you got to understand, in Oakland, mm-hmm. right, uh, fentanyl uh, was, for some reason, out in the streets, uh, fentanyl had been basically, people had been lacing cocaine with fentanyl. Like when? And when are we talking about? Like, like around around Christmas time. Really, and I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, there that. was a huge uh, number of people. Uh, really, in in the Oakland area, um, who you know were OD. Were OD, and they go home and think they were you know going to have a little party at the house. Right. Then then they wake up and three or four people and that they've started to party with are all laying on the floor dead. You're kidding? Yeah, I, I knew a couple people. That, I hadn't that heard that. Yeah. So yeah, really bad stuff. Wow. So what do you think that? Uh, I mean, this is this is just a guesstimation. Of course, we don't know, but this is just a guesstimation. If we had to just, you know, uh, uh, back foot gum shoe it, mm-hmm. where do you think that it's coming from? I mean, or do you think it's being added to the broken down cocaine? Yeah, I do believe. I believe that that might be the case. I mm. think that it's, it's being it's being added to the to the cocaine the diff- yeah the um, lower grades and yeah. then there's someone's you know stepping and adding that yeah they're stepping on it and they're right. bam next you know wow a couple of people are de- man look I, I, there's a couple of people that that did not make it that i knew wow and uh you know and you know great people you know what i'm saying just thought they were going to have a recreational night yeah and, and a little it. party and that's it yeah so which means that when you hear about people who have we assume are uh, have greater financial means and it gets to them then it tells me that it's not just low street grade that that gets somehow it gets filtered up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, you're talking about, you know, it's floated into these bricks. You know what I'm saying? And then, mm. the, and then it's you know pushed out there. I don't know, you know, who's doing it or what, but you know, it does seem it did seem kind of conspiratorial. Hmm. You know, there's a whole lot on the conspiracy sides right now that we'll probably oh have gosh. to touch base if we have some right. time. Or we'll segue that way yeah, into no another huge... No, not in <clears throat> 2020. Okay, so uh, the other not-so-famous would be... Uh, now, I watched the show now. <laughs> I, I, I'll admit my guilty pleasure was watching Little Women of Atlanta. Hmm. And there was one person uh, on there that... Uh, her, she was known as Miss Minnie Ashley Ross. These are little women, mm, okay. you know, because they have a kind of mocking the housewives of little like, people. But right. they have well, they're, they're not necessarily mocking them. This really reality show about these groups of friends. So they did one for New York, for L.A., and they did Atlanta. Mm. Yeah, and Atlanta happened to be the black group of little women, little wow. people. How about that? Yeah, really interesting. Well, well, you ever watch the? Uh, 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 Smiley, what's his name? Ricky Smiley Show? I have watched it before, yeah. Okay, well, there's uh, a lady on there uh, on Ricky who features Ricky Smiley Show, mm-hmm. and she's a little person. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, what does she call? I'm Juicy, baby. Oh, she, she calls herself Juicy. Okay. And Miss Juicy, she is a personality. Mm-hmm. Making money. Yeah. Gets hired, you know, gets had I saw some movie, I think Netflix, and she had an acting job. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, girl. So I'm just saying Did she die? No, she's living. Okay. But it's another one on that was on there on uh that house I mean the you know, little women of Atlanta named Ashley. She called herself Miss Miss Minnie. Mm. She died in a car crash, thirty four years old in Atlanta. Oh. 
Yeah, that was, terrible. that was you know, and you don't really hear about. It. So that I mean, that's for the not so famous. Now for the gone too soon, oh. young and gone too soon. I'll start with Naya River, who was the 31 year old actor from Glee. She was on a Lake right. Pyramid she Lake drowned. with yeah. her son. That yeah. was that was tragic. Did her son die too? No. He was still in the boat. She got him in a boat, back in a boat somehow, uh. but she lost her life. That was tragic. Uh. Then we have, uh, a couple of months ago, Gregory Tyree Boyce and his girlfriend, Nat- Natalia uh, oh, Ajepoljo, yeah. and that was in uh, in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Right. O.D. O.D. That was that, that's the same thing. O.D. That same thing. Same, okay, there yes. it is. They probably thought they were just going to have a little party night. Right. Las and they Vegas. Got some they got that fentanyl. Bam. It's crazy, yeah. man. It's yeah. just taking people out like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, basically the message out there is don't do cocaine. Because you, you don't know what you got. Because you don't know what you're getting. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a bad, bad. But they're also lacing thing. some uh, street pain pills with fentanyl because that's what Prince got. Oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're lacing pain pills. They're lacing, you know, uh, Molly. They're, you know what I'm saying? All, all the street drugs are being laced with it. You know what I'm saying, and then you know, and then and then you've got you know, then you've got the pharmaceutical drugs that mm. people think they're getting, and they're being pressed with fentanyl as well. Damn, you know, so this just, is crazy. It's flooded the market. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow, this is you know? this is some real stuff, y'all. This is real. You know, it's like a teaspoon could kill every person in Oakland. It's crazy. You know it doesn't even take much. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't take very much at all. One little granule. So Beep. I wonder where it. is it it's being life. manufactured from? You think Mexico? They say a, a lot of fentanyl Probably. is being manufactured. It's a, it's a, a fentanyl is a, uh, it's a, um, it's a, um, what do you call um, a synthetic mm. drug. So mm. it's not heroin. It's mm. a synthetic heroin, mm. which is worse, which is like five hundred times stronger. Right. You know. Right. Um, and it's it's uh, it's killing people. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is sad. Okay. And then I've got two more. The big names. Of the year in January, Kobe Bryant and Gianna. See, I think this is how it all started. Twenty twenty. That's what we. It, you know it started. It all that started was with devastating. Kobe. I mean, it's like you know, I wake up in the morning, my sister's calling me. Hey, Chris. I'm like, what? Yeah. Kobe's dead. I'm like, girl, quit playing. I know. You think it's a bad joke? Stop. You know, <laughs> come on, man. This ain't. I, I got to go back to bed. You know, no, seriously. And, mm-hmm. You know, and then you turn your TV on, and the next thing you know, you see this smoldering helicopter. You know, on the side of the hill, and it is just horrific. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And you know, uh, that that day, I just happened to visit a church in San Francisco. You know, not something that I get to do often, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm feeling good about myself, and it's like, hey, not only am I going to church, I'm going to San Francisco, and I'm visiting friends, family, right. church, and doing the whole thing. Her nephew's in the lobby. And some G's. Yeah, and some G's. I'm getting it all. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And I get ready to walk out because uh, we had some uh, uh, other outing. I think we were going to the Young Museum to see the Black uh, Panther exhibit. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. But it was it was it, but it killed today. Yeah. So we got in the lobby in a, a foyer of a church. Her nephew's sitting there looking at his phone, and he calmly says, "Kobe just died." I'm like. It's like, oh, why yeah. are you saying that? It's like, y'all just hating on Lakers. <laughs> right. Because, you yeah, know, sure. it's like, no, for real. I'm looking, he just killed in the plane crash. I'm like, what, what, to what, to what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Double check. Right. You know. And, and then they had a, they had a, you saw the, you saw the, 
after he passed away, they had a uh, the people back basically went back and did research, and there was like a Cartoon Network episode of some show. Um, I don't know if it was like um, it could have been something like South Park or something like that. And there was basically a um, there a was a, mock? There was a, a it wasn't a mocking. It was actually done before Kobe died. Where, Come on now. He, where, Are you serious? Yes, where his helicopter crashed. No. And he was sitting under the helicopter and they were saying, and and he goes, help me. I need help me get out of here. And they said, uh, why don't you hand us those trophies first? And he says, nah, I think I'll keep these. And then the, the helicopter went up in flames. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I that didn't know that. Yeah. This is, that's blowing me away. Yeah, that's, that was, you were, you were talking about Almost eerie. prophetic. I mean, yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, it was very eerie. Very eerie. Yeah. You know, that's where you start to wonder about, you know, lo- what is it? Uh, Illuminati. Yeah, Illuminati and shit <laughs> right. like that. It's you like, know? did the Illuminati plan this? You know, what's up? What's you know, it's on? like, is this payback? What? Right. Hot damn! Yeah, that was that just devastating. And I mean, you know, and we're still to this day, you know, not until I I have him uh, on my splash on my Facebook page, and I said not till that anniversary is marked that year will I remove it. Same with my phone, mm-hmm. you know, screensaver because it's just moving. I mean, not the Black Mamba. So, right. and I listen to so many different podcasts and different people and of. Of you know younger generations talk about Kobe. It's like you know even some whether it's East Coast, West Coast, wherever they live, they say, well, you know he wasn't like somebody that was all big about. But you know it hits home because yeah. I respected him and I even respect him more now that I even know who he was. Right. Yeah. You know. It was just you know really it was wow. The guy just won an Oscar the year before. Um, oh for, yeah, that's for his, right. For his cart, his uh, animated short that he had done, right, which was um, beautiful. It was beautiful. It was yeah. wonderful. It was a wonderful short. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just you know, uh, um, an all around good person. That mm. We had no idea how many good things he had done, um, and how many good things that he had on board to to go out and. Go I mean, do. there was so much before there was him. So much that he was he was just getting his life started. He yeah. was forty one. He had had a twenty year you know professional basketball career. Started and now at he was seventeen. Actually, start going on and doing his real stuff. Right. He was really going to start doing some big things. He was going to produce things. He was going to do all kinds of other things, and he just never got to it. And he had just such a, a discipline and dedication, and that was a whole uh, Mamba Black Mamba mentality that he actually held camps and you know a little workshop for yeah. youth so that they can learn this this discipline that when you become single minded and focused and mm-hmm. that you exercise you know your mind your body your your spirit and you just you know have that uh execution and focus that you can achieve anything and that's really what he practice and what he preached and though he was segueing from a professional sports career he was putting all of that into his daughter plus and then some shifting to a whole trajectory in uh, arts and entertainment and creative and producing yeah. you know from that side of it and so uh, just deep 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 loss you know um, mm-hmm. unexplainable you know just incredible so um, I think that what remains, but the legacy that he leaves is just tremendous, and I think practically really just touched everybody all over the world. The world was moved by this. Yeah. Speaking of the world being moved mm. by loss, 
even more recent in the last week, barely a week, Chadwick Boseman, Sir Chadwick. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the Black Panther is dead. Oh my gosh! And you know, and the crazy part is, is that uh, with Black Panther's passing, there have been you know a number of po- posts, pictures posted, you know, where kids are you know giving these you know are having these like tributes. Mm-hmm. To the Black Panther character, little black boys, little white boys, little you know, little boys all over hmm. you know, from from every strata, you know, where they have the Avengers that are all sort of circled and they got the Black Panther laying down. Have you seen those? Yes, I have. Oh gosh, those are those oh, are just wow. beautiful uh, um, uh, for kids, touching yeah, kids, kids in yeah, that was, way. Yeah. Wow, you know, amazing. Uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman really had uh, a really good and gentle heart. He had, you know, he had a lot of great things that he had. Uh, uh, he had said and done to inspire individuals. There's some great speeches of his uh, acceptance awards, uh, commencement, you know, commencement mm-hmm. awards, or commencement speeches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just an overall good humanitarian. And the craziest part about this is that we never knew that he was sick. This man went and made movies. He went and, you know, he, he did, you know, went and rehearsed. He trained in martial arts. He did all these other things. And the whole time he was doing this, he had cancer. Incredible. Right? This whole time he was suffering through cancer, through through, through uh, uh, colon cancer. And we had no idea. And then there were a couple of pictures that came out at some point where he was looking emaciated, uh, probably due to chemotherapy. And... Uh, and it was, you know, it was it was pretty amazing um, that uh, that you know some people you know made jokes or made light of it or thought maybe well maybe he's just going losing the weight so he can do some kind of you know unique role you know where he's losing weight you know people do that you know right like Tom um, I almost said Tom Cruise but uh, right here Tom uh, uh, Mister Rogers recently played Mister Rogers uh, oh, Tom Hanks Hanks yeah. right right. Uh, you know the other guy, uh, Fifty Cent did it. Uh, um, there was another guy that uh, that had a really great role. Uh, Christian Bale did that. Mm. You know, in a, in, a, in a film. You know, so people do it. You know, and they lose an extreme amount of weight just so that they can actually play a certain oh, character. Oh, even a person that what's his name? Uh, uh, not Forever Phoenix, but just did the Joker. Oh, uh, 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 Joaquin. Joaquin. Yeah. Right. Joaquin Phoenix, you know. I mean, and, you know, people, you know, they, 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 they go that extra mile to do things. So I kind of felt like, well, he's a real actor, so he's got that kind of talent and he's got that kind of discipline to go ahead and do something like that. So I kind of figured that that was what it was. I had no idea that the man, you know, was, was you know, dealing with stage three, then stage four, uh, colon cancer, you know. And, uh, and, you know, never did he whine. Never did he complain. You know what I'm saying? You want to talk about black steel in the hour of chaos? That's Chadwick Boseman. Wow. Yeah, it's, um, it, you know, you to your point about how he handled it, he, you know, he withheld this information. And uh, obviously, would, had he divulged that information, would he have ever been Black Panther? Maybe not. 
you know. Maybe not. I mean, yeah, if you think about the studios, you know, the movie studios and their power, and when they own right. you. And, they, you know, and you're talking about a franchise. Right. You know, you're talking about a billion-dollar franchise. Right. Right? This movie made a billion dollars. The first black movie was an all-black cast to make that kind of money. In fact, it's one of the most tops, it's one of the top-selling films of all time, only to be exceeded by the Avengers film that came after, right after it. Right. Right. Which it probably would not have done had there not been so much interest in the Black Panther. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, wow, amazing. Right. And he, and this someone who because that Black Panther movie and him as an individual, just his reach was global. We've mm-hmm. never witnessed anything like this before, yeah, particularly with the Black Panther. So, it was global, and this just such a huge loss. So, I thought we were going to see more. Right. I think we all did, but I, I'm, I, you know, I wouldn't doubt that they won't eventually, you know, have a a, a Panther two. Oh, they're going to yeah. do it now. The question is, is what are they going to do with the franchise? Now, the great portion of the great part about that mm-hmm. about the Black Panther, in and of itself, is that the Black Panther is not just one person. The Black Panther is a is a is a is a is a leadership role that is handed down. And has been handed down from generation to generation to generation through the ritual of, of mutual combat. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? He walks away, right? And somebody takes his place. The story A lot of people continues. Oh, maybe his sister could be the Black Panther because she showed some some uh, she showed some interest in becoming Black Panther and, and challenging for the Black Panther hmm. uh, for the Black Panther moniker. But she just kind of waved it off and was playing. Right, um, you know, there's various individuals that are from Wakanda. There's also talk about maybe possibly bringing Killmonger back. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and having him um, bringing Killmonger back through some sort of, you know, um, um, you know what they did with the, they did the same thing with the, um, power. No, they did the same oh. thing. Well, you know, they they basically turned back time. Remember. Oh, they turned back time in the the, the final Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. right? Where they were able to use some sort of scientific approach to turning back time and then bringing back all these people, right? Remember all the people that disappeared? Yeah, they brought them all back, so they could probably do the same thing and bring Killmonger back and make him the Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? Of course, he'd have to change a couple of his ideas. Right? <laughs> you could be on the writing yeah. team here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you you got a lot of angles on yeah. this. Uh, but you know, yeah, I, I do. I did follow the Marvel comic universe, uh, especially when Black Panther got involved. I, I went back and watched some other films that I hadn't even watched before. Mm. Okay, um, just so that I could see where that where the Black Panther saga fit in the midst of all the um, Avengers stories. Hmm. Um. But yeah, so so there's there's wow. a lot, you know there's a lot of people that could play that uh, role, and, and or there could be a whole new guy that would emerge, you know, wow. um, probably somebody young and healthy. <laughs> you know? yeah, and they may make extra care to see the, to it. They right. may. Right. <laughs> well, you know what? So with that, I think we'll take a break, and then when we return, we'll go right into the swamp juice. But we want to just give our are well rest in peace and big up to all of those wonderful talented people yes, that we lost in the past uh, 12 months free of disease and hopefully resting in peace that's right 
Percocet. Miley Percocet. Rep the set. Gotta rep the set. Chase a chick. Never chase a bitch. Chase no bitch. Mask on. Fuck it, mask on. Mask on. Fuck it, mask on. Percocet. Miley Percocet. Chase a chick. Never chase a bitch. Chase no bitch. Two cups. Toast up with the gang. From full steps to a whole nother domain. Out the bottle, yeah. I'm a living proof, super. Ain't compromising, half a million on the coop. Gang, gang. Drug houses, well, looking like Peru. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Graduated, crazy. I was overdue, I'm gonna do. Pink Miley, Miley. I can barely move, barely move. Ask about me, about me. I'm gonna bust a move. Yeah, y'all blue. Red James, 33 chains, 33. Ocean now, yeah. Cruising Biscayne, hit fun. Top off, yeah. That's a liability, bit fun. Hit the gas, yeah. Boosting my adrenaline, bit fun. Percocet, yeah. Miley Percocet, bit fun. Percocet, yeah. Miley Percocet, bit fun. Rep the set, yeah. Gotta rep the set, gang, gang. Chase a chick, chase. yeah. Never chase a bitch, be fun. Mask on, yeah. Fuck it, mask off, a bit fun. Mask on, fuck it, mask off, a bit fun. You were just not good to be around, especially somebody who's trying to fight and struggle, you know, for their own health. Right. I mean, I literally, that was one of the first times that I've ever gotten sick and caught a cold and actually went to the doctor. So you had a temperature. Um, I don't what know. Were your, I don't think your, it was a temperature. Uh, it was. It was more or less uh, a really. It was like a. It was. It started out as a really kind of itchy cough. Mm. You know. Um, uh, my. Uh, you know. And then. And then it just. It immediately exploded into um, uh, my 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 chest being filled with with fluid. You know, what I'm saying, or, or I should say, snot. Really, you know, yeah, what I'm saying. I mean, right. I was just coughing up chunks. You know, right, for right, days and days and days, you and then died. for weeks, and then for weeks, you know, I had this cough. Mm. You know, it was it was weeks that I it, it took for me to get rid of this cough, and that's when I actually really did go in and say, hey, wait, look, you know, this isn't. Regular, you know, they ran a whole battery test and said, "Oh no, you're fine. You just gotta do these breathing exercises, etc." But you know what? I still haven't really gotten my breath back yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Um, well, th- here's the thing about this whole COVID. Now, so the people that are that manage to survive it, yeah, they have permanent damage. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think I think I may have been um, a victim of of COVID at the very now. I have to ask you, Christopher, have you been tested? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Actually, I did it last Monday. Oh, okay. Um, I went last Monday. Actually, for the first time. Actually, okay. throughout the whole crisis, I've never gone and done it. And I went in on Monday, and um, and I, you know, and I was worried, because uh, because the way everybody said that you, they did, they stuck the Q-tip all the way up into your brain or something <laughs> like that, but they just okay now now i also will say this because what i'm hearing is that these false positives and false negatives that you know that you almost should get probably recommended mm-hmm. in another two weeks or within the next month get tested again i'm going tomorrow just to make sure i'm, I'm going I'm, and, and they didn't go Tuesday. all the way up i heard i heard that but mm-hmm. it seems like they're more a little more accurate when they go a little deeper yeah they they went they went they went in there, but they didn't go all. They didn't go all past to your brain. They, yeah, <laughs> your eyeballs. Just, like break the thing off in my nose or something, you know. So right, I was pretty happy about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't as it wasn't as uncomfortable as I thought it was going to be. Right, you know. Right. Um, but and and the crazy part about it all was that uh, I got my I took my test at 
like two o'clock, and got got my results back at eleven that night. Okay. My my phone went bleep and said your results are in. So I went went online, called in, mm-hmm. um, and my test was negative. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, yay. Yeah. You know, it's good to know. Yeah. Um, I was really worried. What I really wanted to do was go in and see if I had the antibody. Right? Because, right. you know, if you take the test and you've got a negative test, then you can go in for the antibody. But now, recommendations from the president <laughs> down to the CDC say, no, if you don't have symptoms, you don't test. Have you heard about that? No. They've, they've actually They've actually started to put it to make the protocol that if you don't have, you don't get, you shouldn't get a so test unless it, you have symptoms. Is this because they're trying to... Pr- uh, preserve the test for the people that really need to be tested. No, this this is this is so that they can uh, prevent the numbers of cases oh, from increasing. That's right, which makes him look bad. Right, because they and yeah. tr- tracking because yeah. now they're not there. He created something that he doesn't want to disclose this to the Congress. Mm-hmm. That yeah. you know he wants to keep all this information to the he White took, House. He took the he took the the data from the CDC and actually is now it is now being run all the data is being managed by the White House right so That's now right. you are right. no longer we are no longer yeah it, it, it we're, we're looking at manipulated data right so point, and it's still not helping and they're still they also were saying even with Congress that they would only be a selected individuals that would be entitled to the results right of that, the tracking of that information. Now, what kind of bullshit is that? I mean, you know, makes me lose my religion. Yeah. (laughs) What kind of bullshit is that? Well, here we are up in the swamp juice. So, you know, so it started now just tracking some of the bullshit from January. Right. So in January, he expanded the travel ban, just Mm -hmm. some of the bullshit that he's been doing. Right. Added more countries, five more uh, majority Muslim nations, Iran, Libya, Somalia, Syria, and Yemen. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Which had nothing to do with COVID. Okay. And then more re- restrictions for travelers from Venezuela and North Korea, besides the shithole countries. Like North Koreans were really trying to get here. <laughs> if they could, they would actually leave. But they, they can't leave their country. I hope you know that. Right. Um, kind of like us now, right? Right. Um, but <laughs> Exactly. Right? I mean, uh, we're kind of like crazy. the North Koreans you right know, now. Like every place that... We running to the border we trying to escape. Here. We like they like uh, no, don't you bring your ass over here? Okay, okay, with yeah. your sick asses. And they might shoot at us trying to leave. Right. Who knows? Gracious, you know. Uh, but yeah, so so you've got you've got uh, the travel ban. Go ahead, the travel ban. Uh, in uh, February, the FDA issued an emergency uh, use authorization for the CDC uh, diagnostics to test for coronavirus virus however trump downplayed the threat as a hoax yeah that was in february oh it's gonna go away like the flu right yeah it's a hoax it's not no it's you know this is nothing it's gonna be go away we got like one case everything's gonna be fine everything's fine don't worry another democratic hoax right because everything's blamed on democrats and obama goodness right right and then when there was not enough uh PPE or personal protective equipment, mm-hmm. he blamed Obama for not stocking the shelves four years later, right? Right. And what's wrong with that picture? The picture is you run the government, you know what I'm saying? And and if you're running the government, then you're supposed to be the guy that stays on top of that. 
But what know? did they do when they came in? When his administration came in? Oh, they gave him. They gave him the football. They they actually handed him a a full on plan of what they needed to do in case right. of a pandemic. Right. Right. That was uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Susan Rice was the person that actually handed that off, and <clears throat> they just said, "Yeah." They balled it up and threw it in the, in the corner. Right. Um. You know, President Obama and uh, and uh, the uh, national security team had placed a number of scientists in China, right, to work along with alongside Chinese scientists, right, right, so uh-huh. that they could prevent any other pandemics because there had been the H one N one and the bird flu and all these other things that had come out of China. Uh-huh. So we decided, okay, well, let's just go ahead As and if keep ourselves boots on the ground and right. and work with these people to keep these things from actually getting out of hand. Right. Trump took that team apart. Right, took those people up out of there, right, and here we sit today with a poorly mismanaged uh, uh, epidemic or pandemic. And then the two people that he had uh, early on in the year, uh, I guess more so by late February, Mar- yeah, Dr. March, Fauci, Dr. Fauci, and um, the um, the lady, the lady, yeah, yeah, I forget her name. And then all of a sudden, so they were speaking, we were getting daily news briefings at the White House through these two individuals. He was always right there. Why? I don't know. Then all of a sudden. They weren't saying what he wanted them to say. (laughs) Right. Right? They weren't saying what he wanted them to say. And so he just was like, oh, no, no, no. They're they're full of shit. I know. I said I wasn't going to cuss today, but damn it, I said shit. (laughs) Um. But he said basically that they um, that they were, you know, they they didn't know what they were talking about. He discredited them. Doctor Fauci has served six presidents, six. Right. He's the guy that managed the AIDS crisis. Right. You know, and and managed to turn the curve on that. Right. Um, but you know, here we sit today, <laughs> right, um, with another pandemic, which is actually even deadlier because. Of the fact that you know you can pass it by during being during a period where you're asymptomatic, right? Um, and you know he's he's being he's being stuffed right mm-hmm. uh, by the president, uh, poorly managed, poorly managed. And then so at, this, at a certain point when we actually turn the curve, uh, you know, boy, let's talk about let's talk about what ended up happening as a result of those the, of those things that he did mismanage, right? right? <laughs> You know, right. the state of New York, right, you know, had been hit probably the oh. hardest. Um, California yeah. was. And I'm so glad I wasn't living in New York. New Yorkers fled, oh. started fleeing. Yeah. Leaving. <laughs> People were dying left well, and right. They're, you know, you're talking about a city where everybody lives on top of each right. other. Everybody catches trains together. Right. Everybody does, you know, it's. it's commingling of everything. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's commingling of everything. Everybody's just right on top of other, right, you know, breathing in each other's spaces, and thousands, tens of thousands, right, of people uh, died inside of a month. I mean, there were there were the hospital beds were full. It was looking as if it was going to be some sort of apocalyptic, you know, saying moment, and right. it was. Yeah, it, it, it was. It, it really We've never was. seen anything like this. Yeah, they they literally had to, you know, build a, a an area where they actually started to put stacked bodies. In a in a mass grave, right, right, in the state of New York, uh, California, which is where we are from, is it was was looking pretty bad, especially in Southern California, Los Angeles, right. another crowded city. Yes, 
right? Um, but luckily not on top of each other, not like New York. Right, a little bit more spread out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had some cases here in the Bay Area as well. We were actually very fortunate here in the Bay Area. Right, yeah. Because um, I think we listened to a lot of the guidelines. I think mm-hmm. that the, the governor did a great job. Right. And um, some of them, and a lot of the mayors, people like London Breed in San Francisco. Uh, yes. Got ahead of. A lot of credibility. She got ahead of the, the crisis. She she was the person that declared a state of emergency in San Francisco. Long before any. Before the governor did. Right. right? She did. Yeah. That so, was smart. And that was wise. Yeah. And so as a, as a result, all the other counties around San Francisco also went into the same mode. Right. Right. Um, and we went into quarantine mode and we freaked. The whole country freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> I remember... <laughs> it was like it was it was like we were prepared for World War Three or something. It like is that. true. I mean, like there was Everybody. No paper. Oh my God! You know <laughs> Not saying? to mention no that food, the, the shelves were empty. I got to tell you, Christopher, that was frightening <laughs> because really, when that lockdown by March, okay, so God. so we, we had these things that happened in February, and then by March, uh, when we, it was announced that the country pretty much needed to go on shutdown that March. Yeah. That's when the reality hit everybody. Yeah. And you're right. As consumers and people, all of a sudden, we're going into survivalist mode. I right. mean, and w- even though people never even thought about ever having to act that way. Right. And I tell you, Christopher. It's like the movies. I never got a chance to buy toilet tissue. Do, Me neither. When, I was buying one roll at a time. <laughs> wherever I could get it. <laughs> Well, you know what? Fortunately, just before, just in February, mm-hmm. I just did my Costco run. Right. So I wasn't even where I, th- I thought, thank you, God, because every time I tried to go to the store, mm-hmm. there was none. Right. So do you know that it took me probably another two and a half, three months, luckily, knock on some wood, baby, mm-hmm. before I was actually, things calmed down a little bit. So that would have been yeah. by early june yeah late may june the thing started you know man they were selling perfume toilet paper all kind of stuff it was like i know stock was low man (laughs) you know and people fighting shooting over you know yeah shooting in different places people got killed because of covid oh and it wasn't because of covid indirectly right but over toilet tissue consumerism right people were fighting over you know, people were fighting over basic necessities. You're right. So it was, it was terrible. So on top of that, then we saw the stock market crash in March again, due to due to COVID. Yeah, and and the White House they're in action. Uh, you know, to, to you know, to responding on time. Right. You know, in a responsible way, in mm-hmm. a credible way, ultimately res- resulted in the stock market crashing in a big way. Yeah, absolutely, the stock market crashed. And then we started to look at, you know, people who weren't able to go to work anymore. Right. We started seeing a huge economic collapse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people weren't able to go to work unless you were an essential worker. You know, if you were not working in the hospital or if you were working in food services or, you know, uh, working in stores mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and stuff like that, you know, a basic service area, service industry stuff. Boy, I tell you what. All these people giving all this great resistance to all these people who do jobs like that, stocking right. shelves, right. Uh, you know, picking fruit, uh, yeah, you know, what I'm saying, that's uh, right, slaughtering cattle, whatever it is you do, right, right. Those jobs are considered low-paying jobs, but they were the essential jobs that propped up the country, yes, right, yes. And people like Bernie Sanders, who had talked before, had said those jobs need to pay people. I agree. Yes, right? he's um, right. You know, he's saying, right. You know yeah. fourteen dollars an hour ought to be the minimum right. that people get paid. The minimum right. wage should be higher. 
right? Yes. And the case for that has been made. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because if we ever have to go through that again, or God forbid, because we rely on those people, right? right. Uh, we rely on those people to do, do essential services for us. Exactly. You know, and they should get paid to do so. They should. You know, they um, should. But you know, once again, the the economy was in a terrible fray as a result of you know people losing their jobs. Mm. And as, as a result, not necessarily even losing their jobs, people just being able to not go to work. And then slowly but surely they were starting to lay people off because there was no reason for them to have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, businesses were closing. Small businesses were closing all over the country. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, and, you know, unemployment was up. Right. So the, the, the federal government um, led by Nancy <laughs> Pelosi, mm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, at least from the from oh, congressional yes. standpoint. Yes. Uh, created a stimulus, stimulus package, right? Right, and that stimulus But they package, they fought a long time before they, they could come to any point. Yeah, they they they, they put together a stimulus package, <laughs> right? To whereas if you had, uh, you know, if you were a single person, you would get twelve hundred dollars, and if you had children, you get five hundred dollars per child. On top of that, so there was a little bit of there was a little bit of relief that for came a short period, for a short period of time. And right. it, but then there were parameters, and there were certain, you know. Things that you had to do, and you know, what I'm if you didn't, if you didn't do your taxes last year, then that's true. You weren't getting a check. If you had back child support, you weren't getting a check. Right. You know, what I'm saying all kind of stuff. <laughs> see, right? see, people didn't know about the conditions. It's just right. the same thing with small businesses that yeah. apply for disaster relief. It's like if you didn't file your taxes, if you had liens on the business, you had loans and right. government liens, and uh, you have really poor credit, business credit. You know, you you weren't getting all those disasters. That's not right. for everybody. And, and not to mention, you know, saying like you said, with those loans, no <clears throat> no fault loans, et cetera, et cetera. You know, people with businesses and small businesses were starting to try and and, and apply for those loans, but they were giving it to companies like Ruth Chris, <laughs> and you know, what I'm saying and, big uh, national uh, franchises big national and chains, franchises right? And change that aren't small business. No. Right? No. Uh, you know, and so so these people all basically looted the coffers. Right. Right? And, and all they the did. poor people and took, sucked up all the money. Sucked up all the money from the poor people. And the poor people didn't get to do nothing. Right. Right? And, um, but, you know, so far, you know, people have gotten through this. But I tell you, it was a, you know, uh, it, 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 it showed, you know, it showed who needs to not be in charge anymore <laughs> oh, I, that, that, and that's an understatement you but know, you're right yeah it showed who doesn't need to be in charge because if you leave certain people in charge they're gonna loot everything and give it to their friends exactly you know so while all this is going on you know and we're still dealing so we have the stock market uh we have uh you know uh just uh, things happening uh, left and right let's mm-hmm. see we have then we have your fearless leader out here you know, uh, uh, we have the announcing of uh, the announcement Biden announces his uh, running mate. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we go we got to back up. Yeah, okay, we we're back, back up. Okay, let's back before, up. Before, yeah, before we go there, because, you know, what happened was that the curve started to go down. Yes. Right? And just as the curve started to change, George Floyd got killed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's right. George Floyd. So, that's, that's a name So that's that another thing to, to compound 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. When George Floyd was murdered by the police officer, mm-hmm. he was he was uh, the police officer 
they arrested him. Um, they put him in handcuffs. Hmm. And then the officer put his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck mm-hmm. for close to 10 minutes. Right. Mm, right. Um, where and, the man begged for his life. Taped. Called all on for tape. his mother. Peed on the, on the sidewalk right. and everything else. Right. You know, to try and get out from underneath this man's neck. And the man sat there smiling and laughing as if it was. Very cavalier. Yeah, you know, very cavalier. Mm-hmm. You know, um, with his with his hands in his pocket as he as he need this man. Um, and so as a result, um, you know, George Floyd was murdered. Um, the world saw, uh, his death. Um, and we were horrified, absolutely horrified. As a result, then what ended up happening was there became a great number of Americans across the country who, uh, began to protest and the protest in and of itself, um, then in Minnesota, uh, then uh, started to spread across the country. So in every major city, uh, people who have been fed up with uh, police officers, uh, you know, uh, handing brutality out um, against African-Americans um, all decided to band together. And as a result, what we ended up having was not only a number of protests that had started out peaceful, but then also some protests that didn't stay so peaceful and there was rioting and burning and looting of businesses and and a, a lot of things uh bad happened um now 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 here's the problem with that right mm. you know leadership right is the ability to influence others by way of purpose direction and motivation the mm. president gave none of those things correct right um as a response to the death of mr floyd in fact he only sent out an abrasive message, which actually pitted Americans against each other. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And as a result, um, we've had an entire summer of riots and you know business burnings and mm-hmm. um, all kinds of garbage, right? Um, that has that has basically um, put us at the brink of a civil war. So the, and that was so just to the timeline. So we're March, April, and then Joy Floyd. That was that's May. So I mean, yeah. so everything we've got things going back to back to back right. constantly. Yeah, by by Memorial Day weekend, uh, the country was half the country was burning down. <laughs> that's right. You know, um, and uh, people that were on the side of the uh, of the uh, gentle life of the Negro, the hmm. Black Lives Matter crew, mm-hmm. and the Antifa uh, crew um, were labeled as terrorists right. by the president. So now you have the president literally labeling, not only is he labeling those two groups as terrorists, but now he's labeling the other party as terrorists. Never has a president ever taken half of his of the constituents that are all living and breathing under him and 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 turned them into enemies of the state. So literally, if they dropped a nuke on California, mm. you know what I'm saying, the people in the middle of the country would be okay with that now. Right. Right? Right. Because of the because of the, the, the fuzzy rhetoric of the president. 
<laughs> right? Exactly. Well, and he's excited all of this. I mean, so it, even now we don't we can't fail to miss uh, Brianna Taylor because that happened. Oh, that happened that in happened March. Before. That actually happened before Floyd. Yeah, that was March. Right? So Brianna Taylor, another young, beautiful young black woman who was a, a meter maid. Exactly. Um, was at home playing video games with her nephew. Right. Right. You know, in 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 her home, and her boyfriend heard somebody that was creeping around the side of the building, and of course, he's protecting his home. He saw the lights, and yeah, right? he has he has he has the ability to protect his home. So he saw the lights. You know, um, he shot. Right. Right. And the next thing you know, back the fire comes back is you know so intense that they basically fill the house up like with Swiss bullets. cheese, right. Right? right, like like it's like Fred Hampton or something. Uh, some Bugs Bunny, right? Like they're going after Fred Hampton in Chicago, right? Right, and the, and the next thing you know, this woman, this this poor young lady, is killed. Now these officers who who basically just filled the house and riddled the house full of holes, you know, mm. are you know are still walking around free, right? Right, they are still uh, they are still uh, being protected by the Louisville Police Department, um, and. Americans are fed up. Right? People are fed up of pe- of seeing people of color being shot to death by or beaten and beaten. Yes, you know, it's not just deaths. It's 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 the it's the brutality Even that takes place when you come in contact with them in general. Right. It's the fear that actually has to take place every time you come in contact with them in general. In general. Right. Right. You cannot go anywhere, get pulled over, and be like, "What did I do?" That's an attitude. Get out the car so I can slam you on the concrete. So we've seen, so we've seen protests after protests, and some of the things that were most touching is to see that I think I remember seeing uh, uh, on camera a little little girl sees a policeman. She's out there protesting, maybe about five years old, and she starts crying and she goes, "Don't kill me!" And they get it all on on camera. Mm-hmm. This child is just terrified. Absolutely. And so this is the message that's being sent or witnessed by our youth. But the, the truth is, is that this is a message within families or neighborhood and communities that that African-American people have known for generations. Man, this has been <laughs> my whole life. My whole life. I've, 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 I've watched this happen. I remember being in my apartment complex over on the other side of Oakland mm. where... Um, a young man um, that I knew was having a uh, had an argument with his sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got loud. The mother called the police, mm-hmm. thinking they were going to just tell him, "Hey, get up, boy, go leave, walk down the street, take a walk." Hmm. Right? He lived in the house. Mm-hmm. Right? No, actually, he didn't live in the house. He lived right next door. <laughs> right? So they, um, the cops came. They didn't tell that brother, you know, saying get up and take a walk. They just started beating on his ass. Oh. I mean, they took their billy clubs out and beat the dog snot out of this kid. Wow. Right? And it was in front of all of us. And we were like, don't do that. He's a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? This is a nice man. I mean, he's obviously having an argument with his sister, but he ain't going to pull a knife out or or a gun out, stab her or nothing. Right. And you guys aren't in trouble. You got six 
police officers. So wait a minute, but a family member called. So this is the thing that that's a little disturbing to well, me. That was 1979, I think, back then. Back so, then, know, we, okay. You know what I'm saying? We didn't think. You know, well, actually, we know better now, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. You don't call the cops to help you to. Uh, you, you today in today's time, you don't call the police to help you uh, 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 arbitrate an argument. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't call the police to help to uh, to be a, a um, what is it the devil's advocate or or the person that's going to bring bring things down. When you call the police, the solution is usually force. Yes, it's always going to be force whenever they show up. So it's like don't even do it. You know, which is which is uh, even crazier because now you know that that then rose the Karen right. <laughs> Yeah, it went from Becky because we had barbecue Barbecue Becky Becky, last year, right? And then uh, this year it's uh, It's, the rise of Karen. It's Karen, so so they 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 start running out of names, you know. what I'm saying it was like you know, so they just decided to just call this girl's a Karen. Well, Karen is supposed to be uh, elder, more mature uh, than than Becky. Uh-huh. Uh, Karen, she's uh, supposed to be, you know, short-haired, uh, you know, corporate maybe, or a little right. middle-aged, and right. you know, feminazi. Yeah, <laughs> there you, you have know it. What I'm <laughs> the white feminazi, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but but it's crazy because you know what I'm saying. I mean, just about you know, you, you know, what you what what has actually happened, right? And you know, I don't I don't know if it's good or if it's bad. Um, you know, I mean, you have to tell me, uh, but what has happened is, is that, you know, for, for the last couple of hundred years, right. The sovereignty of the white woman, right. Has always been, uh, has, has always been protected, right. The, the, the image of the white woman has always been protected. It's always been, you know what I'm saying? When you, when you look at racist people or when you look at bad acts or, you know what I'm saying? Things, um, of that nature, what you usually find are you know what I'm saying when you when you see somebody going out and doing some redneck shit or you know what I'm saying or whatever, right? It's usually men. It's always men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the men that mm-hmm. are the bad guys. It's the men that are racist. It's the white man that's mm-hmm. this. It's the white man that's bad, right? And the woman's sovereignty is just sort of placed over here and it's, it's been quiet. But now with the advent of the phone camera, you can right. actually see bad women. You can see white women doing bad things. Do it, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. And there's and there's no protection anymore because right. now all you have to do is just be like see look what you're doing because uh what was it recently that it was a a woman i think they oh the guy in the in central park where the woman uh the the karen with the dog that's without a leash Mm -hmm. and she goes on she says i'm calling the police or whatever and you and then she gets on the phone and And she's like i'm I'm being attacked i'm being attacked and see that crying wolf because they know that can get a black man killed, right. not just arrested, right. killed. This has been, again, for the last 400 years during uh, slavery and Jim Crow, right. people were hung for things that they didn't do. Right, just, just like just like little the little boy. Um, Chicago, Emmett Till. Emmett Till, right. Emmett Till did not, the woman came back years later on her deathbed and said, no, he didn't even whistle at me. It was just, I just said he did. Now, see, but this is the, you know? this is the modern day. Emmett Till's to a degree in some of these Man, cases. Every day, it's, a, it's some Emmett Till stuff going on, and, yeah. it, and it doesn't have, and it's not relegated to the South, just mm, relegated to the no. South anymore. Right. It's wherever you go, they will they will smoke your butt <laughs> real fast. Okay. You don't have to even be doing it. You could be like, okay, I'm complying. My hands are in the air. I'm right. My hands behind my back. Uh, and what about the guy that was you. in uh, uh, in Atlanta 
that was in uh, the fast food line, and uh, he fell he, he right. through it because he was asleep, drunk, fell asleep, and, yeah. and they pumped a bunch of lead into him. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, the, it was just on and on and Shoot on. people running away. Right. Shoot people running back. away for some stupid, small-ass, little bitty-ass thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, or uh, the other day last week, the brother that uh, that was uh, trying to stop a fight allegedly, and right. you know he's go- turn around, goes to get in his car, mm-hmm. and they claim that he's reaching for a knife under the seat, and they just open in front of his children. All so this lead. So you got to understand that yeah. a man that is with two toddlers and a and a and a and a, and a ten year old kid isn't going to be as much of a danger to you as if he was by himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's got his children that he's thinking about. Right, they you know they shoot this man all in the back. It's terrible, right? You know, and then there and then that, of course, then leads us down that line to the right wing gun toter. Right, right. Oh boy, that's right. The right wing, open carry, hmm. gun toter. Right. We've seen them. They've been doing this for years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, now there are left-wing black gun toters, mm. mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. left-wing Antifa right. now. gun toters, right. white, white gun toters, right? Right. So now, what you have is a perfect storm: cameras, yeah, guns, racism, right. This is all a bad cocktail mix. You know what I'm saying? Deadly it, to, cocktail. I, I can tell you right now, as we speak, it is, what's today? Today is September the 5th. Yes. Saturday, Memorial, or excuse me, Labor Day weekend. The, um, hey, it's, it's, Memorial single, Day? Oh, no, no, it's, it's, it's four, September 5th. Yeah. Um, I was thinking Cinco de Mayo, but, okay. Oh, no, um, that's, yeah, that's May. <laughs> September 17th is there, is the other, uh holiday for the Mexicans. Mm-hmm. But um but but I could tell you this though. This this weekend is actually has a very volatile thing that's happening right now. The Kentucky Derby is actually being uh is a, the Kentucky Derby is this weekend. Right. In uh down mm-hmm. in Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, <laughs> which is where Brianna Taylor was shot. Which is where Brianna murdered. Taylor was shot. Right. Which is where there is a group called the Not Fucking Around crew or something like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is is now marching, and there are right wing extremists as well. So now you have a perfect storm, you know, what I'm saying for a major gun right. battle on the streets of America that could possibly happen tonight. I I pray that that doesn't happen. Right, especially but, after the shooting of Jacob Blake, uh, and then the 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 shooting of the person who was at the protest who shot. The Trump supporters, you know, because right. he said he felt threatened. He's a left winger that shot a right winger. Right? Shot a right winger. You know a Caucasian man said he felt threatened. But then. You got the 17 year old boy that shot them people over there. Right. It, allegedly that he felt threatened. He said he felt God. threatened. But he walked away with gun loaded and everything in front right of him. up the, to the police. Right. With his gun on him. And Nothing. they just drove right by him. Nothing happened. He said, hey, look. I got my hands up. I'm walking towards the police. Right. With a gun on me. Right. If a black man did that, they would have smoked his ass just like they did Tamir Rice. Right. But and you Tamir know. Tamir Rice was a 12-year-old boy. Exactly. With a toy gun. But I have to say, on the other hand, that, that left winger, 
the left wing uh, individual who was at the they Black Lives. They they yeah. They smoked his ass. They smoked his butt up. Yeah. So he was treated just like a black man. Yes, he was. <laughs> Said now this is when. But it was Antifa, so Antifa is considered to be a quote unquote right. terrorist, terrorist organization. Right. Right. Shoot on sight. Shoot on sight. You know what I'm saying? But this little Kyle Rittenhouse can walk right up to the cops after he done shot three people. Right. And he's clearly part of uh, a, a, a right-wing terrorist yeah. organization. But they're, they're not treated that way. No. Just like the killing in, in uh, uh, North Carolina or South Carolina at the church. Yes. That guy was the kid. The was one that not, they took to yeah, McDonald's or whatever. Took to, to McDonald's and whatever and, and treat it like... Yeah, you didn't Damn do near wrong, like kid. he didn't do anything wrong. Hey. Pacified. A mess. This is the contradiction and that this man sitting in the White House that right. should have never been there in the first place. Right. And then what did he do? After this boy Kyle Rittenhouse shoots this, shoots these people, mm. and you know, he, he goes on television and says, Well, he was clearly defending himself. Right. So he's making excuses for him, and like he makes excuses for every everything. There's all these excuses right. for the 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 party and the people and the base that he's trying to you know to feed and cultivate. And no, he don't give a shit about them. Right. I mean, you you have to understand that a gun, a rifle, is a threat. Empty, right, or loaded, right. Okay. So now you're walking around antagonizing the protesters. With your rifle, right? That you're not supposed to have, hmm. right? Because you're 17 years old and the open carry laws means you have to be 18 years old. Not to mention the fact that you're not from Wisconsin, you're from Illinois, and your mother brought right. you across the All border to do this into town to come in here and terrorize. Right. People. But yet you defending yourself. Those people were defending themselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But. The president calls it the way he sees it and see, once again, that incendiary talk is what is going to get this thing burning down. Set off. Set off. And this is, is, so we're really dealing what we're witnessing and what we're dealing with. And we haven't even touched on all the other stuff that's been going on. Mean, like the conventions? The conventions, the RNC conventions, the gaslighting of the president, you know, Oh, around like he did around you know around uh, these the protests and so forth. Right. When he gets in around, amongst his base, he does a whole lot of gaslighting. He does a whole lot of gaslighting. He calls people things that they are not. Right. He he engenders a lot of of violent behavior. Exactly. You know, in in his base, right? He has he has put. The voting system that we've had going in this country to, for 243, 244 years um, in, in question. He's put the, the post right? office in jeopardy. He's put the post office in jeopardy. <laughs> you know, one of the things I tripped off of with the post office that should tell every American that we need the post office. There was a, there was a movie back in the day with Kevin Costner. Remember that? Uh, like a it was called The Postman. Oh, I kind of vaguely remember that. It called, yeah, it was called the Postman, and it, and it was and it was about you know I'm saying a post apocalyptic world mm -hmm. by which I guess there might have been disease and famine or something. I don't know what it was, but you know some some basically broke down the fabric of society, mm -hmm. and I think it was a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Actually, mm -hmm. you know I'm saying it broke broke down the the, the, the society, mm -hmm. so the country was just sort of 
offline. Right. Right. You, right. Know what I'm saying? you know, there was no real federal government. There was no central government, no federal government. Um, and he he accidentally came across this postman's outfit mm-hmm. and, a, and a big bag of mail. Right. Mm-hmm. And he took that bag of mail and then walked it in because the, the, the postman crashed his car mm. off the side of the road and died. You know what I'm saying? And it had been years since he had died. Oh, you're know, making me want to see decomposed. this movie again. Right. And so this guy brings this mail into these people, into this gated community. They got a big ass fence that they built mm-hmm. so that poachers can't get into their city. Mm-hmm. And he brings this mail in, and there's all these people that are like, oh, I got mail. Oh, I, 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 got, a, yeah, I got mail from my sister that I haven't talked to her in three huh. years. Hmm. Right? So it gives people hope, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and what and what that did was that then created a they then created a postal system, by which by which Americans could send each other post, you know, send each other stuff in the mail, and you know, say, and so people started communicating again, and so it brought the country and the people mm-hmm. back together. A country that had been separated and 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 spread out had then been brought back together. You know, what I'm saying just with the with the with mail, hmm. right, and and literally it re-centralized the government. And by the end of the film, the United States was once again the United States. Wow! Right, that's interesting. The that's post office saved America. How right? important the post yeah, office is! Absolutely, it, it was important. It was important before America when they had the Pony Express. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That yes. was one of the most. You know, what I'm saying if you if you think about it, it was one of the most. You know, uh, unifying things. You know, and it was. You know, and during that time, actually, there's a. I have a a, a picture, a black and white picture of a big, really busty, hefty black woman, African American woman, a black woman, Mm -hmm. who apparently ran the Pony Express, and she has. She's standing with a big gun. She's toting, and she looked mean and bad, and and that's what she did. This woman. You know, I don't know her name. Sure, wish I knew the story mm. behind that picture. It's, okay. it's an awesome picture to see. I'll yeah. find it and I'll, sh- I'll share it with you. How about that, yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I, you know, so, so, you know, here is this man. He's defunding the post office so that people's mail won't get to the post. You know, people's mail if they do it if they do vote by mail, hmm. they vote absentee or they vote by mail, right? So that their mail won't get there in time. And so you know this I mean? is all into play right now, and and Rush, the Russians hacking. Yeah, that's that, all into play right now as we speak. You're saying they're going to stuff the mailbox. They're going to, you know, saying they're going to. They're did you hear that he told uh, people to vote twice? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know so what? That, so that to so test that, the system so test or to system. break it down. What it is is to to break confidence in right. the voting system so that he can maintain his presidency. You know, this, this is man the most is so crooked. Authoritarian. Fascist, wow. you know what I'm saying? Things that crazy. we've ever seen in America. I, mean, <laughs> I cannot believe it is happening. And that there are people who call themselves Americans that went to school with me and you. Allowing right, this. Who understand what democracy and, is about and understand the Constitution and everything else. They would forego. Right. That they would all forego of that. all of that. that. Right. Just so that they could maintain... What a they racist feel is, who is uh, going to protect white sovereignty. Right. That's what that is. That's all it is. At any means necessary. They don't even By care what they forego. They don't care if it's good or if it's right they or wrong. They don't care. They what don't about care. his him holding that uh, uh, the, the RNC uh, th- at the White House? 
You know, yeah, uh, that's not even yeah, that's never been done. This never, never, you know, but this is such he's thinking he's, like an imperialist. He's thinking like he's, you like, know, like she's Evita and he is exactly you know, Tyrone. Exactly. Right. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I mean, you it's, know, it's 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 just what you know. a shithole, unbelievable, ridiculous thing. And it's, it's just that and to hold that that this covid crisis is the best thing that could have ever happened to him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you think about it, it's the best thing that could have ever happened to him because now he can do all kinds of shit outside of the lines. He can draw outside oh, he's, the lines. Oh, he's doing that. He's you know? been doing that anyway. You know? So now he has an excuse. What about the, the they said for the uh, White House dinner that he spent over $100 million? That something, $120 million? Something ridiculous when his inauguration, whatever, mm-hmm. something that's never been done. He's, you know, exceeded far beyond any president's the truth is, you know that money got went somewhere. He didn't need to spend that money Absolutely. on that. It went in their pockets. It went back in his exactly. own pocket, probably. So he's using, of course. Yeah. So he's using, I mean, he's basically laundering and stealing. Mm-hmm. He's using everything. And, and then giving himself and his friends right. tax breaks. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So that, so that we all have to pay. This man should have been impeached last year. He should have been impeached last year. You know? He should be impeached today. He should be impeached now. Well, they, could, they they have cause to, to be able to impeach him now. But all I'm saying is, is that if we go go out, I mean, I, I'm really worried. I'm, I'm I have to honestly tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm very worried that even though, you know, what I'm saying probably sixty percent of the country is against that man, maybe seventy, mm-hmm. right? That they will find a way, right, to manipulate. The system, you mm, know, mm. and 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 put, you know, and, and and keep that man in 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 office, and 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 that will, I believe, effectively end democracy. This country, the United States of America, I think that the only thing that you will have then is states breaking away. You'll have you you yeah just d- dismantling of the know. U.S. And yeah. it's democracy. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping because we still have a lot of, like, uh, uh, subtopics even under politics and what he's been doing to even talk about. We, you know. Uh, we didn't talk about Kanye. About who? Kanye? <laughs> oh, yeah, Kanye. And there's no reason to. Okay. Well, you know what? Well, we can close on that because we're still going to come back and we got to talk about the, the niece that wrote the book. Oh. Mary Trump. I mean, in how many books since, since you and I talked last time? There's Man. been about at least five books. Right. You know, said so his 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 uh his his boy Bolton. Right. You know, John Bolton wrote a book. Uh you know, I mean there've been four or five different books. He's tried to put a halt, a cease and desist on several books. Right. You know, and the man has been crooked because he's so afraid of what to what's going to be revealed about what he's doing right under our nose right now. Now some of it is very obvious, but people and of course his administration and everybody all oh, they're pacifying, they're trying to deter, deter and it's like, no, you see nothing here, keep moving, mm-hmm. you know, and, and fool the American people. But, you know, there's there's so much at stake, like you said. And then, I mean, not only the books you know, there's his issues with uh, social media. He just wants to get rid of TikTok, going after, you know, Twitter, right. Facebook, because they censor his butt. You know, mm-hmm. the stuff that he says that he should not be getting away with. Um, I mean, they say that man watches, they say he watches between four and eight hours of television a day. Yeah. 
he's watching been, TV all day. He's been doing this all along. You know what I'm saying? He probably watches more TV than I watch. This is crazy. I watch a lot of TV because <laughs> I'm at home. Well, yeah, so what's his excuse? He right. said, I'm well, not, I'm, I'm at not home. in the country, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, all he's doing is is, is uh, stealing from a country. But, you know, before we close, though, because we will have to carry on, uh, the other thing is, like, let's get back to the, the whole things about the veterans. Oh. How he has, you know, because his recent statement, you know, discur- you know, uh, Disparaging, totally disparaging the veterans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that veterans who died in the Battle of Bellow Wood, there's the United States Marines in 1917, who fought the Battle of Bellow Wood. That is mm. basically um, where the Marine Corps earned their name, Devil Dogs, by the Germans who were on the move. Mm moving towards Paris mm-hmm. to take over that city. And the only thing standing in their way was a group of Marines who stopped them. Mm-hmm. Right? Those guys that died there um, have a hallowed place in France where there is a cemetery. And they're heroes. And they're heroes. And there's a cemetery there for those men who died. Right. And Every year, in November 11th, which is Veterans Day, the, the day that the war ended in yes. 1918, every president has always gone to both cemeteries. So there's a there's the, the Marne, the Battle of the Marne, and then there's the Battle of which was where the U.S. Army fought. Yes. They have a big cemetery, and then they have the Battle of, they have Battle Bellow Wood, where the Marines fought. And every president, um, from every country who fought there to include I believe the Germans mm, you yes. know um, come to, come to commemorate the end of that war right come to commemorate and they they visit both of those battle sites right alongside the Americans now the French president went to Bellow Wood the English president mm-hmm. went to Bellow Wood Right, the German Chancellor mm-hmm. went to Bellow Wood. It's the thing that dignitaries right. do. Yearly. And the American not- president doesn't go to Bellow Wood, and so that is where, where what happened. So he, when they were in the car saying, "Hey, look, dude, you know what I'm saying? We got to go." He said, "Well, you know, what I'm saying there's only two ways to go. One is by driving, which would have <laughs> taken an hour. Yeah, and the other is by flying. And it was a little rainy that day." There's probably some Marine Corps helicopter pilots that were flying Marine One that would probably give you the finger if you told them that they couldn't fly in the rain. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it was that bad. You right. know what I'm saying? Because these guys, you know, can fly in just about any Anything. condition. Anything. Right. Right. Especially the the, the, the the pilots who fly the president around. They're of the course. best pilots that, that the Marine Corps had. Yeah, they're cream of the right? crop. They're cream of the crop. Right. right. That's like being a super jet pilot. That's like a guy that flies Air Force One. Right. Exactly. Right. So, so what the hell are you talking about? But he doesn't want to go on that way. Right, it's raining, and so he doesn't want to get his hair wet. Right, <laughs> and meanwhile, people are saying, "Well, we we had to go." And then he says, "He doesn't want to get his hair wet." According to the Atlantic, he says, "Well, uh, I don't want to see those guys. They're all dead. They're all losers. Right? They're all they're all they're all losers. Right? And besides, they're all losers. You know. And to top it off, 
I don't even understand why the United States even joined the war on the side of the French and the British. They should have been on the German side. Right? More or less. Right? So anybody and everybody who has anybody and everybody who has died in a war is now being fingered as a loser. Right? right? Now, I'm a veteran. How is that looking? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm a veteran. I've actually been in a war, you know, before. You know, and uh, men have died. Right. You know, um, and I, you know, being a medic, one of the things that I was, you know, unfortunately, you know, exposed to was injured and wounded men. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, And when people put their lives on the line like that, you know what I'm saying? You, they deserve all the respect in the world. You know what I'm saying? When they put their yeah, lives they on do. the line. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. When Honor. They, when, but when they've been injured and hurt, and you know what I'm saying? Those are really the heroes. The right. Heroes the they are. The ones that return home. Right. The, you know, the heroes are the ones that return home without a scratch. It's right. The, it's the ones that do get the scratches that right. actually really did put it down. You know what I'm saying? So that I didn't have to bleed. That guy bled. Right? You know? That's and, the sacrifice. Yeah, They're the heroes. Absolutely. You know? And um, for the president to do something like that, if it's true, if it's true, and I believe it is true, um, <laughs> I do too. You know, and, and and I'll give you the reasons why I believe it's true. You know, I think that's, that's terrible. You know, because the reasons why I believe it's true is because there's been other things that he's done. Right. You know, what I'm saying he says, well, you know, I'm the I've been the best for the for the military. I've given them checks. Well, you know, what I'm saying you've increased the amount of money. So now that you've increased the amount of money that we get. You can just talk about us like dogs. That, so that gives you license. That, that's his mo, though. You know what I'm saying? That gives that, you license. Oh, that's I, I, his I mo. Paid you a extra money, so now I can call you a loser. But that's his mo. He does that with people when he brings people into his administration, and then he treats them like dogs. There's an African proverb about uh, you know a man who does who looks like a good person and acts like a good person, and he takes someone and he says. See, I'm a good person. I'm carrying Joe on my back. But then when he turns around, you see the back, he's showing Joe's ass. That's the person that Trump is. Yeah. He's not that yeah. good person. He's, not, he's definitely not a good person. <laughs> no, he's honor. not a person of honor. There is the, the, the honor and value yeah. and I mean, he called John integrity McCain. doesn't go together. <laughs> right. So, so, so here, here's, here's, here's the thing. You know, there's enough evidence compiled against this man. To where he has disrespected veterans over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? He disrespected John McCain. You know what I'm saying? But he said, you know, John McCain's a loser because he got shot down. He got captured. He's not a hero. Mm. Right? Okay. One. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Two. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he has, he has, um, he, you know, when that, when that young man over in Africa got killed, the little black boy, there was a Green Beret, he was killed. And the president called his wife and said, oh, he knew what he signed up for. I recall that. You know what I'm saying? Because the congresswoman. That, 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 that young uh, man, Khan, the Captain, Pres- Captain Khan, you know, who, who had the Gold Star family. Right. Right? He disrespected him. Not only did he disrespect that boy's mother, that disrespect that boy's parents. Right. He disrespected his mother and said, oh, you, aren't you guys a culture of people that, where the women aren't supposed to speak? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. He did that to that boy's mother. That's a Gold Star mother. Right. Right. And that, yeah. Her son gave his life for this country, and he disrespected And the wife. You know? The the, the surviving wife was disrespected. Remember, she became very upset. Right, absolutely. Because the way they approached her, 
and uh, about the death, and they didn't, didn't treat her uh, fairly or with respect. Right. It was dishonorable. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there, there's been so many so many instances by which he has done that. He, he spoke about veterans like myself who have post-traumatic stress disorder um, and said that we just, you know, we just weren't strong enough and that we couldn't take it, mm. you know? Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I think uh, not. I want to say the black congresswoman. She always wears hats. It's not Sheila. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right, and she was very appalled and offended by mm-hmm. it, and she spoke very openly. Right. Uh, in social media, in every uh, platform, she got a chance to about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was a mess. You know. Um, It was a mess. And, you know, he disrespected veterans so many times, you know, um, and taking credit for things like, you know, like uh, the Veterans Choice Program, you know, that Obama had basically put into action before he even became president. Mm -hmm. Right. And all of a sudden he's taking credit for it, (laughs) you know, taking credit for things that Obama has done. You know, he's taking credit. He's he's done things like take credit for uh, the the clauses inside of uh, inside of the health care codes where. You can't uh, deny people with pre-existing conditions. He's acting like he's the person that actually put that out there. Obama right. did that. Obama right. was talking about that about his mother. You know what I'm saying? When he ran in 2008. Right. Right? You know? So every reason in the world why this man does not deserve another term. Man. So I hope that... That man deserves to go to jail. And I'll tell you what. I am going to laugh. And I say this all the time. When they when when that man is no longer the president, it is going to be the funniest thing in the world to see them slap the cuffs on his ass. Oh, I hope so. I look you know forward to that day. And, and take that damn wig off his head. I look forward you know to that saying? day. You, it's gonna it's gonna be so quiet you'll be able to hear a rat piss on cotton. You know what I'm saying? And, and throw him under the prison. Man, throw his ass in prison for the rest of his life. Not no, not just for. And that's only about 10 years if he's got that. Right, right. right. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, to throw him in prison, you know what I'm saying, and give him a, and give him a good 10 years prison sentence for tax evasion, take his money, mm. you know what I'm saying? Take that money and put it Exactly, in, you know all of that. And all the you money that he stole from yeah. the, the country but that he's, he's been in. Take his money and then just leave him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Give him like one year and take all his money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That'll be enough. <laughs> I would love to see it. Well, uh, on, on that note, I think that uh, we we will call it a day. We need we do have we have to uh, come back. Man. We've we got a lot. Some more stuff we've got work to do because we've also got to talk about this voting. We got to get people out oh, here to man. vote. Yes, you know because no matter what, this man has got to go. Yeah, he's got to go. And you know, once again, ladies and gentlemen, you know you're going to be receiving your ballots really soon. If we don't get back to you before then, one of the things that we want to remind you of is is something that Michelle Obama said. When you get your ballot in the mail, open it up, mm-hmm. fill it out, mm-hmm. send it back. Mm-hmm. Same day if you can. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. Don't don't wait until a week before you know election day or whatever. Take your ballot, fill it out, send it back, or better yet, carry it down to your local voting registrar's office and put it in the ballot box yourself. That way, you know it gets there. Right? You don't have to wait for the mail. 
You can literally take it into downtown, wherever your voting registrar office is, mm-hmm. you know, and carry that sucker in and your vote will be in the ballot box. Right. And then that way, when it's all said and done, right, there won't be any question as to whether or not your mail got there or whether or not, you know, saying, you know, somebody's voting twice or anything like that. You know, do your duty, do your civic duty and do it now. Do it immediately. Right. And, and then that way. When it comes time to throw this bum out, right, you know, there won't be any question as to how it gets done or, 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 or if, there's, if, if, if it's a close vote or anything like that. You know, it'll be great for everybody to have already voted. And matter of fact, on Tuesday morning, you know, they can be like, oh, he lost. <laughs> but, but we usually find out. In, no, everybody turned their ballot in like about a month ago. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Ain't no you more know, counting. Ain't no question. Ain't no post counting. Right. Ain't going to be no, oh, next week we're going to find out. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> That's a great tip. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it that way. And then that way we'll have a better America in 2021. Amen. Do it now. All right, y'all. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Remember what Chris, Christopher said. Get that vote in the mail and take it to the registrar's office. Do it now. Right. Looking for it. Do it yourself, baby. Do it yourself, baby. All right, y'all. That's our vibe juice for today <laughs> with the uh, with the swamp, the swamp juice. And uh, until next time, we got lots more. So make sure you tune back. Gloria. Okay. I'm just All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Out.